Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Common Kaiser Show, and it's great to be here. I uh, have two guests with me today. I don't know if I'd say they're special. Well, maybe in another way. Um, it's great to be here with them today. I'm uh, here live, or not really live when this is getting published, but I am here in the town of Cedarville, Ohio, in one of their apartments. Great to be here. A bit about them, just give you some background. Uh, I ran track and field with both of these two individuals while I was at Cedarville University. Uh, Back in the glory days when I was a sprinter, I sprinted with these guys. I mean, even though one is a hurdler and the other one focuses on the 400, we kind of ran a lot of similar events, so there's that. Uh, our first guest uh, is from, I guess, all over the place, uh, this graduate of Nice High School. Hopefully I said that right. Initially comes to us from Portage, M Michigan. Despite this, Florida boy over here currently resides in the Ponte Ver Vidra, Point Verde, Virgia. Ponte Vedra Beach. Ponte Vedra, Ponte Vedra Beach. Oh, I forgot the beach in there. I, uh, Florida. Ooh, fancy. And that's whenever he's not up here in Cedarville, Ohio. So don't know why you came all the way up here, but good for you. He is a currently a senior marketing major on his way out the door. Uh, his redheaded counterpart is more consistent with where he's lived. Uh, our graduate of Lincoln View High School, and he's from Van Wert, Ohio. So not Van Dirt or Van Wart, but Van Wert. And he is currently a junior athletic training major. Uh, so coming to you from Caleb's apartment, I'd like to introduce you my two guests today, Caleb Carrico and Ryan Rager. So it's great to have you guys here. Great to be here. Thank you, Wade, uh, for letting us tag team this podcast tag together. team oh double team double team all right so just kind of say i don't know your name and if you want to add some on top of that that's fine but just so then our audience can distinguish your voice as we are proceeding through this podcast so caleb you start yes so my name is caleb carico as wade said i am from florida not michigan no we forget that part of my history fair enough all right and my name is ryan rager and I'm from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. All right, now that we've had our introduction, and nice to have you guys here. So I want to start with the warm-up. So, Caleb, I want you to start with this one. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver is Ryan? Please make sure you get up on the microphone and speak up. Oh, I'll get on the microphone, Wade. Um, I would have to... <laughs> You'd like to say, come on, Caleb. It's not that funny. I would like to say that Ryan is actually a very good driver. I would honestly... I asked for a number. I'd give him a 10. I'd give so him a 10. So there's nothing he can do to improve? No. Nothing. Was, wow. I've ridden with him wow. many times, and I felt very safe, obviously. Now, if I asked you this and he wasn't in the room and about to say how your driving was, would your number remain the same? Yeah. It would. All right. I'm a very honest man, Wade. You don't have to worry about me. All right. Ryan, what do you think? About my own driving or Caleb's? No, about Caleb's driving. Well, I already know what you think <clears throat> of your own driving. Well, I actually just had a discussion about this probably about two hours ago with Anna. And uh, Caleb's had a few incidents. <laughs> Who, who's Anna? That's his sister, uh, right? Yeah, Anna. Okay, Carico, just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple, couple crashes in there, maybe a palm tree involved it sounds like palm uh, tree yeah like he, details details i don't have any details he just ran into it 
I think that was and about nothing it. Nothing else to say. Do you have it? What number so, do you have? So yeah, I'm gonna have to give him like a two. A two. Only wow. the only reason he doesn't get a one is because he's still alive. Like he didn't he didn't die in the crashes. So oh, look at if that. he did, did die, I'd give him a one. But I'll mm. give him a two for staying alive. Ryan, do you know how to drive stick shift? Uh no, I don't. Oh wow, that's quite a ten you got there. Okay, all hey, right. I have not crashed or even been pulled over, so, so I feel like a ten's pretty pretty spot on. Interesting. All right. So back when I interviewed Seth in episode 21, he said that he was a 10. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's kind of a cocky statement? Or no, I, I think Seth's very good looking. Very I'd good. Give him a 10 okay. as well. He's a very good looking guy. Very good. I said driving. Oh, looks. driving. Uh, no, I'd say he's like an eight driver. All right. He drives a Jeep. So Jeep. I feel like nice. it brings you back. back One of those back people. Down a couple points. <laughs> I love it. All right. Next question. And this is our first audience question. And this comes from someone named Angelina Seaman. Uh, and she is asking, le- and, she, and she is asking, what is your least favorite food? Man, um, really not a big mushroom fan, but. You're a good man. I respect that. Honestly, like, yeah. I, I like a lot of food, so I'd say mushrooms. Just mushrooms? Yeah, All just right. mushrooms. Caleb? Well, Wade, I know how contrary this may sound, but I really do not love seafood. And if really? I had to pick my, yeah, really, if I had to pick my least favorite, um, it would probably be some type of fish. They're really all just. That's fishy. All right. Yeah, you know, a little fishy. I just don't like the taste of them. I don't like the idea of eating like this weird creature that comes out of the water and it's like almost tastes like chicken, but you know it's not chicken, so it's just like, yeah, no, You're literally not chicken. All right. Next question, and this is from Angelina as well. She's asking, do you have a favorite toe? No. Oh, Caleb. My pinky toe. Thank this you. The cutest. Caleb. The cutest. Oh, good thing you were in socks. Wow. Thanks for disappointing, Ryan. <laughs> All right, and then I got another guest question here, and I don't even know this person. Uh, I got a question from an Instagram account, and it's at Daily Jesus Love, and the person was Larry the Cucumber. It was a Christian <laughs> meme page, so thank you, Larry, for commenting on my story. I actually just started following you because you commented. I have a public Instagram account, so I was like, yeah, so peop- random people can see it. I was like, okay. And Larry the Cucumber is asking, how often do you buy clothes? I think it had probably something to do with the picture I posted for my poll, and it was you guys weren't We there. were styling, so that's a very very good question to ask. Um, personally, I probably buy clothes like three or four times a year. Okay. Not in like bulk or anything, just like just go a few out items shopping. here. No, okay. I don't really shop anywhere. I just buy stuff online. I'd Amazon. I'd go into stores. Not Amazon. Amazon. Come on, man. Why not Amazon? Nobody buys their clothes on Amazon. Who's this? Nobody. Everybody. Okay, okay. Do people buy food on Amazon? Yeah, probably. I don't. Okay. I feel like people do. I just wanted to check and see how prejudiced you were being. Okay. Caleb? Um, I would have to say maybe a little bit more frequently than (laughs) than Ryan. Maybe like every other month, once a month, around there. Okay. All right. If you wrote a biography about the other, Ryan, you can start this one. So, Ryan, if you wrote a biography about Caleb, what do you think the title should be? Florida Boy. That's easy. <laughs> I mean, what else could it possibly be? It's Florida Boy. All I, right. Just Florida Boy. 
that's it. Honestly, I have no idea what else it could be. Caleb, what do you think? I mean, just as obvious as Florida Boy is for me, school record holder Ryan is obviously the name of the book. That doesn't sound good at all. That's too big of a title. Zero out of ten. Record holder Rager. Hmm. Just as bad. Maybe Ryan should stick to writing books instead of you, Caleb. It's probably a good idea, Wade. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, next question. Caleb, say a word in Portuguese. <laughs> Ciao? That means goodbye, Wade. Okay. I'm fluent. Yes, I know. And Ryan, say a word in Japanese. <laughs> I got nothing. I nothing. You got I, nothing. Not even like <laughs> Kenichiwa. Oh, yeah, that's one. I, um, man, that, yeah, you just took the one I knew, and I didn't even no, know I'm sure I knew you it. you did know it. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb, can you help him out? What do you want me to say, Wade? I don't know, just anything. Well, if I said goodbye in Portuguese... Goodbye we're not talking about Portuguese. We're talking about Japanese. I'm getting there, Wade. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Go on. Goodbye in Japanese is sayonara. Wow. Caleb, I'm are you fluent? fluent. Yeah, I was oh, saying, 100%. I was going to say, very fluent. pretty sure I saw some Japanese on your Facebook. So I was like, ooh. So what if you both could just out of the blue give a 30-minute presentation on anything, anything, with no preparation, what do you think that would be? The both of you, dual presentation. So we both give it we Yeah, both dual give it presentation. Together. Just like if you had to talk. So it's got to be something we both know. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like track would be easy, but I don't, I don't know what we talk about for 30 minutes. We'd probably just talk about our different experiences in track, working out together, giving each other workouts, how our bond has made each other better, stuff like that. All right. Or easily could spend 30 to probably 60 minutes just making fun of Wade. I feel like we have lots of material for that. I'm sure you do. That's true, and I know wow. there would be a lot of viewers very interested in that content. That probably. would go viral overnight. Viral. Overnight. I am very interesting. Mm. So what is the most immature thing you guys do? <laughs> I feel like just how we joke around is pretty bad. I mean, not bad. It's, it's funny. Very descriptive. But it's, it's pretty, pretty immature. Such as? Say. I don't know if you want this on your podcast. I right? probably don't. Yeah, you probably don't. Well, Caleb, what do you have to say to that? I mean, I feel like the picture that Wade posted on his story for this podcast Give details. Was, Give te- de- Not everybody has seen it. Well, imagine this. You have two beautiful men with red bandanas around their head and the exact same outfit. Obviously, skin-tight leggings where you can see their globular butt cheeks bootylicious globular yeah okay. i wanted to throw I got that the in there my mind. okay and we're sorority squatting obviously to make it look even bigger and then everybody else around us is just melting at how beautiful and you guys i yeah. couldn't get over seth seth was sticking his tush out there in the background i mean that's just a personal opinion wade everybody else you mean obviously personal opinion the literal ob- like he was there standing with his his butt sticking out. Yeah, but you couldn't hardly see it. I mean, wait. Are you or, sure? Seth's not endowed like Caleb. Who do you I. think was the hottest of the three of you guys? Oh, Caleb, for sure. It was definitely Ryan. I mean, let's be honest oh, here. Oh, so cute. I was standing behind him for a reason. Behind him. 
hot. Get behind me, Satan. Okay, so what what would you say is an interesting fact? So, Caleb, let's start with you. Caleb, what would you say is an interesting fact about Ryan that he isn't ashamed of but wouldn't share really if asked? Or if even not asked, like some he just wouldn't bring up. An interesting fact. Something I mean, that's like, oh, I wouldn't really bring that up, but that's something interesting about There are about very me. many interesting just, things just about Ryan. Ryan. But I'm going to have to go with his high school education or lack thereof. Okay. Like he was homeschooled or? I mean, I don't even know if schooled is the right word. It was more like home. And then his mom said that he did a lot of things. So I don't know where the schooling fell into there. It was a lot of home. A lot of home. I was home a lot, yeah. <laughs> but I did not do much school. I see. All right. Well, all right, Ryan. Oh, man. Um, I can't think of anything that you'd be, like, not embarrassed. but I mean, Just shared. give us a fact about him. I mean, he, he actually, something, this is a true story. I did not notice this right away. It took me, like, two years to notice this. But uh, Caleb is part Asian. Believe it or not. You didn't know that? Not at first. I just mm. didn't realize. I didn't put two no, together. So, okay. like, I feel like that's something he's probably not ashamed of. But it's not something you'd notice right away. Because he's only, like, what, 25% Asian? Caleb? That's true. He's only 25%. And Ryan is definitely not 25% Portuguese. That's true. Mm. Mm. All right. I'm a, I'm a little little Scottish. A little bit <laughs> Irish, too. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Just a little bit. All right. Right there. So, okay, last two <laughs> questions, two questions. Was 9-11 an inside job? No. Absolutely not. No. How dare you Bush say that? That is blasphemous. What? I'm just asking the conspiracy. George was a good guy. I'm, I'm just asking the conspiracy question of the podcast. So usually I'll ask, like, did OJ do it? Did, did I, I think I asked someone if did JFK get killed by the CIA. So was 9-11 an inside job? So you both answered no, so. What is okay? Last question. What is the best compliment you have ever received? The one that Ryan just gave me, and that was that I am hotter than him, which I kind of disagree with, but it's a pretty great compliment. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, you know I, what it is. You just don't want to say it. No, I really, I'm kind of trying to think of something that ever like stuck out in my mind but i can't really think of anything i i've had people oh I, i'll just take coach Bo for instance we had a meeting at the beginning of this year and he just said that he was really i don't know if it, what his word he used impressed or thankful for my work ethic and so like that kind of meant a lot just because that's something i take pride in so all right i guess that would be it sounds good to me all right well thank you gentlemen congratulations you survived the warm-up Ooh, fancy We'll take a quick commercial break so I, I can mention our sponsor, and we will be right back with more from Caleb and Ryan. All right, welcome back. It's great having you guys here today. Uh, we just got through the warm-up, and now we're going to start talking more in detail about Caleb and Ryan. So to start off with our discussion, I want to kind of start off on common ground before you two, before both of you. So you both have had experience in this area, so you probably can guess where I'm going with this. Um, so my first question is this. Who is the better piano player? You both have played piano, so... Caleb? I mean, I'm going to have to say that I am. I've never heard Ryan, so it could go either way, but I do have 
two state titles for Quartet and did play at a pretty high level. So unless Ryan has some accolades like that, I'm going to have to Have you ever made myself. your own music before? Have I ever majored like, in music? Made your, like made or composed your own song of some sort. Just curious if you have like, oh, yeah. like a piano. Oh, really? Okay. Not like with words because I can't do that, but like just played around with different melodies and stuff on the – so just like different lines Whatever of Whatever that means. All but right. just not – words with it i can't sing <laughs> think of it like a language of piano so maybe just a different type of words ryan what experience do you have well yeah i would agree with Caleb. i think he's probably better even though i have never heard him but i've i played for 14 years but i've never composed any music or anything like that so state titles state championship well i don't even know what that is to be neither honest. do i but <laughs> caleb seemed to know yeah, what it was so but the only like big thing that i did was like a 10 year like uh, Caleb, have you heard of Guild? You know what Piano Guild is? I have not, Ryan. Right. Oh, okay. Well, it was just like this thing where you you play like ten pieces in front of a judge, like memorizing all this stuff, How and long they you? grade you. And I did that ten years in a row, and like whatever. I don't so even know. Ten pieces for ten years. How long yeah. was each piece? Like a minute, five. Oh, minutes? I don't know. It's when I was younger, they're real short. When I was older, they're a couple minutes a piece or something like that. Mm. But. No, I would agree. Caleb's probably better. He's Asian too, so that would make sense. He's probably like a little little nine year old Asian prodigy at one point. Mm, so a bad driver and a that. good piano player. It yeah, all makes him, sense. Keep him out of the car seat and get him in the piano seat. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Maybe exchange the the steering wheel with a piano. Yeah, and he'd we probably might be really places. good. Then, yeah. <laughs> Caleb, is there anything else you want to weigh in on this? You seem like you had something to say. No, I mean what Ryan did with the guild or whatever it was called is kind of similar. Yeah. I feel like. To what I did, where we had like the state, we had districts where we had to play in front of judges, um, and was then we it, had city after that, and then state. Was it kind of like how track where you had districts, regional, state, or is it? Yeah, Florida, it's a, it's it a like little bit that? like that. So like districts isn't really like you're competing against other people. It's more like the judge either gives you a superior or they don't, and if they don't, then you don't move on. Oh, okay. So you had to get a superior there, and then play well at city, and then state. Obviously, you were playing against different people, and then. Either you would win or you wouldn't. So when it comes to this rating of superior, is it like five people going and all five can get superior and move on? Or is it only two can get superior and then it's like cut them down as you go? Does yeah, so sense? no. So at districts, it's just about did you play the piece well enough for the judge? Anybody like all 20 people could get a superior, maybe 19 out of 20 get a superior. Usually a lot of people get superiors just because of the judges aren't going to be that hard okay. of graders at that point. But, like, obviously city and state, they're going to be a little bit more, like, rigorous as to who, you know, makes it through because then it mm. matters. Gotcha. Okay. I wasn't sure, like, how that played out. All right. I just wanted to touch base on that because I both know you both played piano. Well, I guess I haven't really seen that, but I think Ryan and I, we talked about it once. You're like, I played piano. Yeah, I so I, don't I was like, ooh, fun fact of the day. So going back to, I guess, let's start from square one because you both, Caleb really wanted me to do not just a podcast interview with just him, but he was very adamant about bringing his buddy along for the ride. Very quite so. Um, I want to ask you this. What is the first impression you've had, you had of each other? So Caleb, since you were so adamant, I want you to start. Ryan, you better be thinking of something. I'm sorry, Ryan, but uh, freshman year, Obviously, my first impression was Ryan was on the track team. I was a sophomore that year, and he was pretty terrible. So I was like, well, here comes another freshman. He's going to suck, and then he's going to quit. 
But I do have to say, just because I have the microphone, that over that summer after freshman year, Ryan worked his butt off and I'm sorry, Ryan worked his butt off and did absolutely incredible. Obviously, you know, he has the school record now. I'm aware of this. Um, So he went from like running a 25 and finishing like. 30 meters behind me in the 200 to now beating me. No, Ryan was more like 23, but yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like that's overemphasized on that, but maybe Ryan might disagree or agree. Go on. Wait, disagree with what? Just like how he's like 20 feet behind. I was like, oh, oh no, I didn't, think, I didn't least, think you were that bad for at least year. 50 feet, honestly. Oh, like, no. It was really bad, Wade. Do you not remember that? I mean, I do, but I do You don't remember, remember very well. I was really bad. Yeah. It was sad. I almost, I should have, I honestly, I should have just been cut. So, what was your first impression of Caleb? Okay, so, first impression of Caleb, honestly, like, I kind of thought he was a douchebag at first. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, okay, Caleb, it's kind of common. He was kind of kept to himself a little bit, um, always wearing these nice, expensive clothes. Tight clothes. Tight clothes, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he just just kind of a, I, I didn't care for him at first, I'll be honest. Until I got to know him, I didn't really like him. But wow, look at that. But look, here we are now. Wow. First impressions don't always mean everything, you know? That's true. Got to nail them, but they don't always mean everything. So how, obvi- I guess I was going to ask this next, Ryan, you got right on it. So how has your perception of the other developed over time, and do you have any steps along the way that were notable and how that perception had changed? Um, I mean, it's definitely changed, but I don't know if I can recall, like, certain steps or anything. I think last year... We definitely got a lot closer just because we were in some relays together. And then also I think we were both both really wanted to get better. And so, like, we would do some works workouts and stuff on our own together and things like that. I'm pretty sure we did that last year. We definitely did it this year uh, during the fall. I think we got pretty close this fall, just not just with us two, but also Joel and uh, a lot of the other freshmen and Seth and all them. They also worked out with us. So, like, that was definitely kind of a bonding experience, I guess you could say. But mm-hmm. – uh yeah, it was, it was a good time. Caleb, anything else to add on to that? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I mean, Ryan decided to take track a little bit more seriously. And I was like, this is definitely someone that I want to work out with and train with and get a lot better with. So right. that's how we came closer. All right. So starting with you, Caleb, um, you mentioned that uh, throughout your first impression, you saw, saw Ryan as, I forget how you worded it, but weak might be a summary of it. Um, and then you mentioned as you became closer that it seemed like as if you got, like, as he got better, he he got better, you got closer. So my question is this, does his, and vice versa, ability to perform in track or lack thereof affect your friendship? I wouldn't say it's necessarily the performance, um, but just like, I mean, freshman year, maybe he did work hard and I just didn't see it, but I didn't feel like freshman year he took track very seriously. And then sophomore year, it was very evident that he was working super hard and it was somebody that I wanted to be around. So even if sophomore year, he wasn't as good as he is now, you know, with the school record, or maybe he just like ran a lot faster than he did freshman year, he would still definitely be someone that... So you're saying not his physical ability to produce results in a meet in of itself is what makes him like your boyfriend, but rather his mentality, his will to work out off to the side. So if he worked as hard as he did now, but didn't produce results, you'd be still on the same level. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's just that. Right. Don't lie. 
I'm not lying. If we were doing workouts together and Ryan is there, you know, pushing me. I wouldn't be lift. pushing you if I sucked, though. Well, so that's Caleb more going. the performance at the meets. So, like, well, that's Seth. What I'm that's what I'm saying. All right. So, Seth, for example, works super hard, but he doesn't perform as well as you do. Oh, dang. <laughs> Burn on Seth. <laughs> I mean, you know. But I would just say that, like, Seth is as good of a friend as Ryan is, and his performances may not be as good as Ryan's, but I would say they're both very close friends of mine, and if neither one of them had that work ethic or pushing me, I wouldn't really be as good of friends with them. Okay. Ryan? Um, I would say, like, if it, as of right now, no, like, the performance doesn't matter at all. Not, not to me. Like, if Caleb just decided to start running 70-second 400s, like, we're still friends. Like I'm. And if I'm Kayla gonna... beats you at the four, that wouldn't change anything. Uh, that actually that could be that could change something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we'd stop being friends, but I would probably. It would. It'd be a different dynamic. I would say it'd be a little less buddy buddy and more like I gotta beat you. But. I guess it's a good thing I run hurdles. Then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. We we still run the two hundred, and it's been a couple years since you beat me, so. So give us a rundown on the events you guys run because you mentioned a few years. Like, what do you what do you currently run now, and where do you lie on that spec? Like, how well? Uh, do you you know your PRs and all that? I guess that's what. Yeah, I'm yeah, I know. Uh, currently, I do the the two hundred and the four hundred. Probably better event is the four hundred. Um, I'm hoping to do some sixties indoor this year, and then maybe a couple hundreds outdoor next year. But um as like far as next school year or next year as in the outdoor uh, season yeah i guess it's this year now but yeah this, this okay. upcoming just clarifying season. just clarifying yeah, yeah yeah so that's kind of the plan okay caleb yeah so for me my events kind of change um depending on if we're running indoor or outdoor obviously indoor just to give those of you who don't know is a 200 meter um track and then outdoor is mm-hmm. a 400 meter track yep. so indoor i'm gonna run the 60 hurdles every single meet and then usually I kind of flip-flop in between the 200 meter, the 400 meter, and then sometimes I'm in the 4x4, four four, sometimes I'm not. It kind of depends on the meet. And then outdoor, I'm going to run the 110 hurdles and the 400 hurdles, and then obviously a couple of relays maybe, but I won't run the 200 at all, and I won't run the 400 at all just because I have the 110 hurdles and the 400 hurdles. Okay. And indoor, there's only the one hurdle race. Have you guys run these same events throughout all of time, or did you run any other events before? Because like me, I actually, when I started, I ran the 4 and the 8. I don't know if you knew that, but I actually initially was an 800 runner. That changed over time. Is that anything with you guys? Have you run a different set of events, or have you always been pretty consistent? I've always been fairly consistent. I started running track my sophomore year of high school, and I started off doing the 100 and 200. um, And then I think it was probably halfway through my junior year that I actually started running the four, but pretty much always stuck with the the sprinting events i was never mid-distance or hurdles or anything like that okay caleb you're pretty consistent too right yeah i've been a hurdler pretty much since day one okay sounds good to me and i guess this comes to my uh an audience question i had or should i say guest question uh ryan over there posted a question uh pertaining to events and ryan is wondering who wins a 400 meter hurdle race me or Caleb? Caleb? I don't even know why this is a question. I don't even Ryan know. Asked it, so. I'd like to see Ryan get over a hurdle that's three feet tall with speed. So, I mean, maybe we'll have to run this at a meet, but I mean, mm. if Ryan's 
open for is like what a 49 and my 400 hurdle is a 55 like there's six hurdles or sorry six seconds in between that okay and 10 hurdles i think he's gonna be at least at a 60. So you think you could take Ryan in the 400 meter hurdles? Absolutely. It wouldn't even be close. No, no, okay. Ryan? I mean, he, he's saying 49 and 55 here, but you're leaving out some decimals there. So what was your, what was your actual PR? 55-7? Oh, yeah. It was a 55-7. Yeah, 55-7. And mine is not a 49. It's 48-8. So we're talking seven seconds there. So that's a whole second. And I'm thinking maybe a half second per hurdle. So we're talking five seconds, so I think I beat Caleb by two seconds easily. But we're also forgetting how tired Ryan is going to become after hurdling ten hurdles. Mm, that's not going to be an issue. I don't think it's good. I mean, come on. They can't be that bad. There's no way. They're so three feet tall. It's not like they're If it's not that bad, why don't you run it? Yeah, you're interfering with the 400. It's too close. Well, if it's you not that the, bad. You can't do the, the 400 chicken answer. The hurdles. If you think you can beat me, then you're well, almost. I, I know I can all right, well, then you're almost good enough to go to Nationals, and you're not really good enough yet to go in the Nationals in the Open for. That was last year, so we'll see. That is true. So would you two be willing to make a bet on that? Ooh, I don't know if we should make any bets here, Wade, because the bets Caleb, I get involved Caleb, with, what do you have to say? So basically what I'm hearing is Ryan doesn't want to actually race. I think he's afraid, I, I but want, that's just mine. I'm not afraid for myself. I'm afraid for Caleb hurt himself after i don't think caleb's that afraid caleb i, I mean well, this I would be an outdoor uh, event there's no brick walls out there you, so i don't think you were afraid when you made the bet either way but uh, i think so uh, my point is would you be willing to maybe make a bet that if like you both ran you might run an 800 if you lose i'm just i'm just inquiring no i think advantage. if he loses ryan should have to run the 110 hurdles the 110 hurdles, Ryan, your and face is kind of And then if I lose, downcast. then I don't know what Ryan decides to pick. But Why the 110s? Because there's no way you would make it over a 42-inch hurdle. You would fall on the first one. I would definitely get over the hurdles. It just would take a little while. And maybe if you're jumping with two feet. No. That, no. What do you, I don't even know what you're talking about. Anyway. It, it, no, I don't want to have a bet with Caleb because – it's just kind of pointless, but I just know that Caleb, that we would, it would be a lot. Uh, okay. If I don't beat Caleb in a 400 hurdle, I know it would be closer. Like I would lose to him less in the 400 hurdles than he would lose to me in the open four. I know that's a fact, but this is the 400 hurdles we're talking right. about here. Not the four. Right. So no, Caleb, I'm saying, I'm saying if he runs a 55, say he's 55 flat I, and what is your, your 400 times like a 51 or something like that. But that's so, indoor. Well, yeah, but still my indoor time still two seconds faster so i'm just saying i think i think i would beat him more in the or i would lose less in the 400 hurdles than he would lose to me in the 400 but this is still the 400 hurdles this is the two different events caleb you were gonna say something i was just gonna say that i think i would beat him by more than two seconds but the only way for this to happen is if for this outdoor season or or indoor season to, uh, for us to compare our 400 meter times because I have not even ran that this year. And then maybe at, maybe at the end of outdoor, you know, at the last chance meter, even after that, maybe we set it up at the Cedarville track. Maybe Wade comes out for another podcast. We'll probably forget a set of hurdles if we set it up out there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that so might at our, indoor, at our outdoor meet, just to clarify, <laughs> at our outdoor meet last year, they forgot to set a hurdle out for our 400 hurdler over here. Caleb so it didn't, didn't count. didn't even notice. Oh, no, no, that was Brian. 
Yeah, I don't know. Caleb I, noticed, I right? just remember. No, I, just, I noticed because I raised my hands and was like, what Yeah, is I this? remember Caleb was like, I just ran. <laughs> it was worthless. Caleb was looking for an excuse to bail out of that race the whole time. And he saw the hurdle was missing. He's like, oh, I'm out. 200 mm. meters in, he's done. So, Caleb, just backing up. So, you're... Are you wanting to push Ryan on this, or we want to leave it be? Because oh, Ryan started this. So. I don't want to do this at a meet just because. So you're talking I practice. Don't... You want to challenge him at practice to the 400 Yeah, absolutely. Hurdles. I think like after the end of the year, assuming we're both healthy, hopefully, like after the last chance meet or after GMAC or something when the season's are over. Why wait? Well, because it's cold out right now. Florida boy. Florida boy doesn't like cold. Yeah. That's fair. So right. I want it to be, you know, I want it to be Because you know it'll be snowing in April. Uh, it would be equally cold, I'm just saying. So I don't know if equal is the right word for that. It sure would be equally cold. Okay. But I think that it would be better. You know, I don't want Ryan to hurt himself, first of all. And then if somehow Ryan did me, you know, I wouldn't there. want to hurt myself either or my confidence for the season coming up. So in both of our interests, I think it would be a good idea if Ryan still wanted to run the 400 hurdles to do it at the end of the year. Or the beginning of next year? No, not the beginning of next year. Yeah, you'll be done by the beginning yeah, of next true. year. Believe we'll me, be after a few months, too. you kind of just... I, will, I won't be out of shape. The beginning of next year? Why would I be out of shape? I got another year. It's true. Well, I know, but like, over the, like, compared to, you know, after GMAC and then the end of summer, you're going to be in a lot better shape so for you're, that race. So you're telling me you're sticking around in Ohio after you graduate. You're not going back to Florida or anything? Well, I'm saying after that meet. Like, we're probably going to be here another day or something, so we get back from the meet. And you're going to feel like race. doing that then? We'll probably forget about it, but I would Of course, of course. You heard it <laughs> I here, would folks. Be down. <laughs> so it's not happening. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, I just it'll probably never happen. I but just wanted to present an opportunity. So I'd probably do that. If you change your mind, you can always talk about it later. So next audience question, uh, changing the subject. Uh, this one comes from someone I know back at home, Hallie Cole. She is asking because the picture was you guys goofing off. It says, Do you guys always goof off at in track? So yeah, pretty much. I mean, track, at least for me, is not the most exciting or really fun sports outside of, like, competition. So you kind of have to make it fun. So goof around, joke around, that helps a lot. Yeah, I would say, I mean, we definitely take the practices, like, when we're actually in the workout. We take that very seriously. But when we're, like, resting, maybe getting water or something, or in between the actual running part of practice and lifting, we're definitely goofing off and having fun. I mean, that picture was taken at the end of practice, mm. so... I like gotcha. to have a little bit of fun. And those were bandanas you were wearing on your head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they just looked like something else. Uh, well, we so, had them like, tied back kind of cool, you know? It, cool. It was pretty, yeah, oh, it was definitely, definitely cool. Very cool. Of course. Very cool. Um, so what would you say is your impression of Cedarville's track culture, like in general, if you were to summarize it? Well, this year, I would have to say that our culture is summarized by hard work, and I don't know, a good time. Ryan? Yeah, I think the culture this year is really good. A lot, okay, yeah, I'd say a lot better than last year and significantly better than my freshman year. It's just gotten better each year, I think. But How so? just, I think it's just the chemistry of the guys that we have. Last year, there was definitely kind of a gap between some seniors and then like the rest of the team. Not you, Wade, you were fine. But. Um, and then like freshman year, I felt like it was really hard to kind of like fit into the team. Well, I mean, it probably didn't help that I was awful, but I didn't feel like I really fit in with the team at all. 
Do you think Cedarville's track culture, you have to be a good competitor to kind of? Because you said freshman year, you kind of fell off because of that. Is that what you're insinuating? Well, maybe freshman year, that's the case. I don't think that is now. Um, But honestly, like, we just, I don't think there's anybody on the team currently that was as bad as I was. Um, So I don't think that's really as apparent. Don't flatter yourself. Um, I don't know how that's flattery, but okay. (laughs) um, So besides being in, or, you know, actually, no, I want to. So how do you personally contribute to this culture? Well, I would say both of us are captains this year, so both of us are definitely in the workouts. We're both of you are? Yeah, we need to talk about that. We, we will. So go on, okay, Caleb. Cool. All right. Caleb? Go ahead. So both of you are captains this year? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Can we pause this, actually? No, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Did something happen? Hello there. How do you not remember what I'm talking about with captains right now? I guarantee you, if if Seth, if you're listening out there, I know you know. Seth and I talked about this. Was there an email? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Anyways, anyways, both of us are captains and definitely leaders on the team. And... Do you don't like you not think that or like oh, no, 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 so no, no. I definitely I definitely think I'm trying to figure out what Ryan's doing anyway. Same. <laughs> so both of us are leaders and captains on the team. And so both of us definitely contribute that like humble, like hardworking part where both of us are leading different workouts. Obviously, we're not working out together. So I would say I'm more the leader for the hurdlers when we have our individual workouts. And then Ryan's obviously leading the sprinters. And I think just by working very hard and taking the practices seriously um, that we're able to kind of like infuse that into the culture and lead, especially the freshmen, because we have a lot of them this year um, to follow in our footsteps and have that same work work ethic, take the workouts very seriously, also have a good time, um, but just working hard. Okay. Um, so I guess since both of you are capped, I knew you were, I did not know you were, um, so how prepare, you know, Caleb to Ryan, just cause Caleb mentioned it off or something. Well, Caleb mentioned it to me. So Ryan, we just haven't talked about it. Freaking questionnaire. I'm very, you. very proud of being a captain. So proud that he actually voted himself in. Okay. <laughs> Caleb. I think Wade will take my side on this because no, 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 I don't doubt it. I bet you Wade, you voted for yourself too. Didn't you? I did not. Oh my goodness. I knew I was actually a leader and I knew I would win without voting for myself. <laughs> Caleb, I'm Listen, just kidding. I didn't know if I would well actually Coach Bo told us vote for the four people that you want to be captain. He didn't say vote for four other people, but only four of us are gonna be captains. So I mm-hmm. voted for the four people that I wanted to be captains. I didn't want to vote for someone that I didn't want to be a captain. And the four people that I voted for are all captains. What number did you vote for yourself? One? Number one, obviously. Oh, of course. Who was two, three, and four? Or you know what? Maybe that's too personal. Oh, it's all right. We told everyone on the bus. It's all right. So number two, I put uh, Joel Gatchel. Number three, I put Kevin Gideon. And number four, I put Ryan. Only because Ryan was a junior and I wanted to give Joel and Kevin a chance just because they were seniors. And I know for a fact that Ryan is going to definitely be a captain next year. But I still voted for Ryan as the fourth one. Oh, how generous. Ryan? 
what my just you look like were. you had something to say well, i was so. i was i don't know what i was gonna say I, neither no I. actually I, I do now it, because we all talked about it on the bus like basically we all shared our four votes and i pretty much scraped the bottom of the barrel on everybody's list like i was always number four except for jace so sh- shout out to jace for point number one who oh jace, no, he's fresh, a freshman, fresh, yeah, so ryan who did you vote for as number one i voted for caleb carico as many people did but everyone and i mean Everyone who voted Caleb number one regrets their decision. So why would they regret their decision? Because Caleb voted for himself number one. That I feel like that's pretty good reason. So we're trying I'm just to we're here to be a moderator. We're we're, that's we're all. really we're just trying to get him kicked off at this point. So we're not, so not you, you, hashtag not my cap. Do you support impeachment? <laughs> well, I, in this case, yes. In this case, <laughs> absolutely not. He wants to keep those D one workouts coming to him. D one workouts. Oh, okay. So I guess starting with you, Caleb. How how prepared do you feel to lead as a captain? How prepared do I how feel? How prepared do you feel to lead? I would say pretty prepared. I mean, I was a captain in high school, and then all the years coming up, like I've recognized different things that we needed to work on as a team and just like the culture that we wanted to build, which is hardworking and having a fun time. So what are some things from your past, specifically high school, as you mentioned, from that, do you specifically feel prepare you for this specific role? Like, what is an example from high school that you're like, oh, I don't know, like, just how do you, like, from that, what do you feel makes you prepared? Well, so one of the things in high school was the beginning of the year. Um, high school year, right? Yes, high school okay, year. Okay. Junior year, or, sorry, senior year of high school. Um, the beginning, there were a lot of people that weren't really taking it seriously, and I don't know how other people's high school track experiences were if you did run track, but there are a lot of football players that usually end up running track. That is correct. And many of them don't take it seriously at all and screw around. And because usually those football players have a certain, you know, aura around them and people mm-hmm. look up to them and are like, oh, he's a football player. Oh, you know, he's going D1 to whatever school. So you took on the football players? No, they want to act like them. And that means screwing around in practice, not taking it seriously, not working hard. And then you have a bunch of people who could be really good at track really screwing around not doing anything not doing the workouts not getting any better and it's really frustrating for the coaches and it's also frustrating for those of us on the team that want to do good and compete at conference and districts and state and stuff like that Um, so just like taking that experience and how us captains that year were able to lead the team and just kind of push the football players away whether that was talking to like the coaches or just you know putting our arms around those who actually wanted to work hard and just making it cool, I guess you could say, <laughs> yeah. to work hard and be like, look, like this is what we can do. If we work hard and we run these times, you know, we can place this at conference or you could win this event. But if you just screw around, like why are you even here mm. gotcha. if you're not out here to give your best? <laughs> so just kind of like that mindset and that experience, I would say just transitioning that over to college just creating that culture where everyone's working hard, everyone's taking it seriously. Yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to goof around, take funny pictures and stuff. Hmm. But when it comes down to it, we're here to compete at a high level. Yep. And so in order to do that, you have to work hard. Ryan, since you're on this too, same thing. What makes you feel prepared in previous experiences? Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily super prepared to do it, but I, I definitely am I'm up for it. I mean, I felt like last year – I don't know if a lot of people looked up to me or not, but I felt like there was definitely some part of being a leader last year, even as just a sophomore, just because 
I, I did take all the workouts very seriously, and I, I definitely – I'm very competitive at pretty much everything, so I always try to win wor- workouts even. So uh, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't a thing that people looked up to or not. But I, I feel like just from last year, I, I was kind of in position to be a leader this year. Um, and so I, I kind of felt like I kind of saw it coming. Like I, I wasn't necessarily surprised that I would be a captain this year. But – um, I'm definitely looking forward to it and I hope that I can impact everybody in a positive way and, and hopefully just make everybody else better by being in that leadership position. Have you ever been a captain before? Uh, yeah, in senior year of, well, I don't it might have been junior year too. I can't remember. Uh, definitely track, senior year, basketball, senior year, mm-hmm. high school, and I think that was it, but yeah, mm-hmm. so a couple times. Right, well, you guys got that on me. I was never a captain before, so I guess you got that on me. Um, so how do you think this role will be different from what you've experienced in the past? Cause I mean, there's obviously similarities, but I mean, every person is different. Every interaction is different. Every team is different. So how do you feel like this year from the position you are in will be different from where you're coming from? I would say for me that it'll be a lot easier. Um, I think with college track, everyone should be taking it a lot more seriously. I mean, it's not just another activity, you know, a part of college, just like it kind of was with high school for a lot of people. It's you have a lot of workouts. They're going to take a long time. You're going to go to these different meets. Hopefully, you know, you're here to compete at a high level. And definitely this year, I would say, especially all the freshmen, I mean, they've done a great job of working super hard and making that evident to us and making it easy for us to, lead we don't have to have like any conversations like okay dude like you need to start taking this seriously or whatever we've just easily just been able to keep doing what we're doing and i feel like high school that was definitely not the same gotcha yeah people make a big difference ryan um for me i'd say it i I think it'll probably be easier as well but probably for different reasons just because i think pretty much all the other captains are seniors so like i don't necessarily view myself as like the main captain i know we don't have one but like in a way i'm still like they're still my captains as well just because they're still above me in age and experience and all that and then also just the fact that there is five of us um so it kind of shares the load a little bit more in high school i think there was just a couple and then i know on the basketball team there's just two well so, being a junior be your achilles heel or like some kind of weakness at all or you just mentioned that so no no i, I don't think it'll be a weakness at all it's just that it's nice to have four other guys who are, you know, been through it an extra year and they all, you know, sure. They're all seniors. So fair enough. All right. So since you're both captains, um, we'll start with Caleb. What standards do you think you're going to hold Ryan to now that he's a captain? Like, do you think you'll hold him to any other additional standards? Cause I assume that's in place. I wouldn't really say any standards. I mean, if he starts, you know, slacking off in a workout, which I doubt he will, then I'll be like, okay, Ryan, like, what? Are, why are you, like, screwing around? Like, what's going on? But that's never been a problem in the past, and I highly doubt it'll be a problem in the future. Um, but I'll just say it's more of just holding each other accountable, knowing each, knowing each other's um, goals, the different PRs we want to hit, what times we want to run, and just making sure that, like, we're both working hard, we're both, you know, on our way to that and just trying to help each other as much as we can, just pushing each other in workouts, stretching each other, you know? Mm. So not really any additional expectations. No. Okay. Ryan, any 
Um, I would say as far as like the actual performance aspect of track, I don't think that'll change as far as expectations, but I think just kind of the overall attitude that Caleb has from here on out, which has never been bad, but I think that'll just be something that I will kind of hope that he'll have always like a positive mm-hmm. attitude at practice and just kind of lead not from a like a performance standpoint. Like Caleb is one of the better guys on the team, but now he needs to be somebody who's like the more of the higher character guys on the team now that he's a captain. Mm. So for that, for me, is something that I will probably at least try to hold Caleb and help him in that area to try to mm. just kind of be a leader, not just athletically, but also in like a personality-wise. Mm. Gotcha. So what do you think is something that you guys have done in the past, irregardless of the title of captain, um, what do you think are some things that have helped grant you legitimacy before your teammates as a leader to get you this to this point? Or even if that wasn't there, what are some things that grant you legitimacy before the team as a leader? And you're saying besides performance? Yes, besides performance. How? Because, I mean, I know a lot of people who are good at performing, but they are terrible leaders. So, okay. What do you think helps you? Um, I think one of the big things that Ryan and I did together um, was at the beginning of the year, back before track practices even started, um, we made sure that we got all the freshmen's numbers who came in and put them in a group chat and let them know, hey, we know you don't have workouts. You know, you guys might be busy with stuff. If you can't make out, you know, make mm-hmm. it out, no problem. But, you know, a couple of us are getting together and we're going to be doing, you know, these workouts at the track at this time. Hope you guys can make it. And I think that was just kind of like the first step that we took of like, okay, we're leaders on this team. We're going to take it seriously. And we're not necessarily just worried about ourselves getting better because obviously we are, but we want to make sure that the freshmen also have a leg up on maybe the competition or other people on the team that may not be taking it as seriously. Okay. And I think that's also a chance for us to get to know the freshmen. Mm -hmm. I mean, when it's fall track, there's kind of a lot of people, but if you bring in, you know, five or six freshmen or obviously sophomores as well who maybe want to work out with us it's a lot easier to get to know each other Mm -hmm. um and just like build that relationship and yeah build that legitimacy okay right uh yeah i would say a big part of it was the beginning of this year um and i would agree with just kind of like bringing the freshmen in and like trying to make them feel welcome and stuff that was a big thing that i really wanted to stress on my part just because um I knew how it was my freshman year and it kind of sucked like I didn't really enjoy my freshman year that much as far as on the track team so I didn't want uh any of the freshmen this year to have that experience so I really wanted to make it a point to really kind of befriend them and which wasn't hard at all they're all phenomenal guys and I love all of them they're great guys so it wasn't difficult at all to be friends with them but um I just wanted to make sure that that would happen early and then that we'd Mm. be able to develop a really good relationship so that's good do you feel like there may be anything on the, let's say, the flip side of the spectrum that may be a hurdle, if you will, or something that may harm your legitimacy that might be a, a barrier? Because, I mean, sometimes we do things in the past, or like me, I feel like at times, like my joking character can help, but also on the flip side, people may not take me as seriously. I don't know. But for me, there's probably some things coming, and I'm like, okay, this and that, like, that might make it harder for some people to take me seriously as a leader. It's like, keep that in mind. So would you say there's anything that you guys may have done in the past that may make it harder or even 
to be a leader on the team? Uh, I would say, I mean, I've always struggled with pride in the past. And so, like, I, do, I never, I've always tried to, to, to not be prideful. I've tried to be humble, but I'm not naturally a humble person at all. And so that could definitely be something that could get in the way of uh, being a leader is just if you're really cocky and really just kind of arrogant or whatever. Um, and so that was something I really, I'm always kind of having in front of my mind is, you know, even if I'm not necessarily thinking um, in like a cocky way or whatever, but like it could come off that way to somebody. Like I'm just more that's in tune to that okay. kind of okay. stuff. And so that's just something that I've always wanted to not be. And so that's just something that I could see could be a hurdle for a hurdle. somebody. If okay. they're looking at somebody as a leader, that could be a hurdle for somebody who wants to put, like, put okay. their, their trust in them or whatever. Caleb? Yeah. Um, I would say for me, probably my attitude, depending on what the circumstances are and how I typically voice that attitude, especially like if we're at a meeting mm-hmm. and it's cold, I'm definitely going to complain about it. Yes. Um, but <laughs> And so like as a leader, I don't want to give the freshmen or the sophomores that same like, well, if Caleb says it's cold and is going to complain about it and hmm. probably not perform that well, maybe, you know, that's an excuse for me. So I don't want that to happen, um, which I think Ryan may have touched on that earlier. Um, but even just like, oh, the wind is blowing a certain way or it's super dry inside or the air pressure might be different or I'm usually like pretty picky about like what I like. Like I want, you know, certain blocks. I want to have a certain amount of warm up time, um, stuff like that. And if that doesn't happen, I don't want my attitude to affect, you know, the other hurdlers or if I'm, you know, warming up with Ryan or something like that to affect other people. Um, but especially like the hurdlers who are all freshmen, you know, if we're warming up and I'm like, oh, you know, complaining about whatever, I don't want them to have that same mindset and not be able to perform as well or even maybe worse than they already might. Mm, fair enough. So now that you're looking at your season ahead of me, uh, sometimes it's you look back and see how things played out in the past. Um, last year, I was a captain on the team, for those who may not have known that. Uh, I don't know how. But uh, what is something that you saw in me a year ago that you saw as a shortcoming that you would look at and say, if I was in his position, I would do this better. Now that you are in that position, what are you going to do? So you're talking about four. What Wade did you Kaiser, see in me as a right? weakness as Wade Kaiser, Wade freaking Donald Kaiser? What is something that yeah, Donald? Yes, my, middle my middle Donald. name is Donald. <laughs> Seth just found that out earlier. Wow. I know. I just surprise. What is a weakness that you saw in me? I don't know. I mean, I assume you saw something, but what is something that I did as a leader that I failed at that you saw that you're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be better. I mean, in short, I would say just like controlling the emotions. I think the biggest problem last year was when you broke your hand, you were out. And so that meant no practices. So you weren't with us in practice and you weren't I think you came to some of the meets, but it, like you weren't warming up with us. You weren't around us. You weren't able to, you know, bring in that seniority and like, this is how we're going to do things. It was kind of like, well, we don't really have any seniors or any, cause I don't, I don't remember who the other captains were, but I don't think they were sprinters. They I weren't. think you were the only sprinter. Yeah. Only sprinter captain. Um, so just kind of like, we didn't have like that person who was our captain around. I mean, you definitely, I know you made an effort when we would have the, um, the different meetings at the beginning of practices, but when we were actually, you know, grinding in practice, when we were lifting, hmm. you just weren't really lack there. Of presence. So I think, yeah, the lack of presence, I think is definitely the weakness. And so I definitely want to have that presence and 
that emotional stability, like I said earlier, like not complaining about things and just like giving that thing that freshmen can follow. That's what I would say. Was I emotionally unstable? I don't know if you were emotionally unstable all the time, but you definitely were a couple of times. And those couple of times really hurt you, and I think they hurt our team out as well. Yeah, common theme. All right. Um, I would say, you, I mean, how, how blunt can we be here? I asked the question. You That's are the true, one true. who has the First Amendment um, right to speak as you will. <laughs> Seeing how right. you're saying that, you're obviously setting me up for something. So. No, no. Well, okay. Uh, I just think that maybe last year you were very concerned with what people thought of you as a, as a leader. And, I mean, even this question here is kind of you're yeah. still concerned about it maybe. I don't think there's um, anything wrong with – I mean, go on. Uh, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I, I feel like that was kind of – maybe maybe I think it's good to be concerned about what other pe- getting other people's feedback and stuff like that. But ultimately I think you kind of have to at some point take charge and just kind of be confident in what you're doing. And so I just – I mean, I hope I, I do things the right way, but even if it's not exactly the right way, I still want to be confident in the way I conduct that's myself sweet. and the way I do things. So just to be kind of sure of yourself, and that's mm. kind of something I want to do well this year is to be sure of gotcha. myself in every decision I make. So so I didn't put you guys in your place when I should have. No. Um, I don't know. Okay, all right. So I guess since we're talking about me, that's actually jumping around here. Um. <laughs> Brings me to an audience question from Dawson Block. Oh, yes. And he's asking, which I wouldn't have asked this myself, but I respect those who put audience questions. How have you handled the fact that Wade isn't on the team anymore? I don't know what to say to that. What do you have to say? Um, it's definitely, like, it's different. Like, it's 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 not as, I, w- I would say it's not quite as fun as it used to be. Oh, just cause, really? like Yeah, there's definitely a dynamic that you brought to the team last year. It was kind of a weird dynamic, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's missed, like, the joking and everything. Just, I mean, you're very personality-rich guy. So, it was <laughs> take that as you want. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's definitely a hole that can't really be filled by anybody else. So, I miss, I miss it. Yeah, don't bother. Yeah, I would say kind of the same thing, just like that honesty and genuine, just like saying it how it is and making jokes that maybe a lot of people would be offended by, but I feel like you know us and you know that we won't take it too seriously, so you say it and then we all kind of like laugh with you. (laughs) Laugh with? And at. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought it was at, but hey, you know, it is what it is. All right, so back when I interviewed... Uh, this is changing the subject. So back when I interviewed Seth, he made the claim that Caleb has said that he has nothing to lose this season, so he's putting it all out there. What exactly did you have to lose before this season? That's a good point, Wade. Um, I would say in previous years, maybe just like time. Like I didn't have a lot of time freshman year, sophomore year. I'm like, uh, you know. Not necessarily I wasn't working hard, but I wasn't going to think about all the extra things that I could do that now that I honestly do have time for that I can do. And instead of being like, well, you know, I have another year coming up, so maybe I'll look at different things. Get closer. Go on. No, you're fine. You're fine. It's just tiny. Did we restart this? No, no, I'm sorry. I feel terrible for interrupting. I was just, that was my way of saying, get closer to the sorry, microphone. It's probably hard to hear you. I just Anyways, um, as I was saying, I feel like 
you know, the earlier years, I was thinking about how, you know, I have sophomore, junior year, senior year um, to get better. Maybe, you know, not necessarily I wasn't working as hard or focusing on certain techniques, but now it's like, this is it. This is the end. I don't have another season. I don't have another year. You know, this is the year to do it. So I'm going to go all out and do, you know, everything that I can, whether that's watching different videos, finding different workouts um, from friends at different schools okay, to try to implement that. Um, doing extra stretching or strength strength exercises, um, staying after practice maybe and doing like different hurdle technique and stuff. Um, and in previous years, I either wasn't interested or I honestly didn't have time. Um, and this year, I definitely have a lot more time and I want to focus on that and do as well as I can. Who would you actually, I want Ryan to answer this one first, from whenever just athletics, maybe even life in general, who would you say is someone that inspires you to be a better person? Just like anybody. Anybody, I don't care. To be a better person or to be a better athlete? Why not both? Both, okay. Uh, to me, is my high school coach, um, Coach Langdon. Uh, he was kind of the main reason I did track in the first place. He's definitely the main reason I kept with it. Uh, he he was the guy who – he actually reached out to Coach Bo, the track coach here, when I was in high school and kind of talked me up and had Coach Bo kind of reach out to me Um Otherwise, I, I don't know if I would have ran here or I probably still want, I would have gone to Cedarville, but I don't know if I would have done track or not. But uh, so he was just really influential in my track life. But also he's just a really great guy. Like he's just very strong character guy, very great, uh, strong Christian guy. And um, so he always kind of held me to a higher standard because he knew I was Christian in high school. And so in a public school environment, there's not a whole lot of Christians or at least not that you can tell. Um, and so he was always kind of encouraging me and kind of making me be uh, a better person and a better example to my teammates. Um, and then also like he was just, uh, he ran at Kentucky when he was in college. Like he was a phenomenal 400 runner when he was, um, in high school and college. So like I could just really easily look up to him as a uh, role model in both aspects, both athletically and hmm. as a person. Awesome. All right. Caleb. Yeah, so for me as well, it was my high school track coach, uh, Coach Blue. Um, he's definitely the most probably influential person in my life and the greatest man that I know. Just his character, um, how he holds himself, the way that he acts, the things that he does and why he does them. He's definitely the most selfless person that I know. And it's not only that, you know, he was a Drake, sorry, great uh He's track a great crat. Yeah, great, great coach. Yep. Great cat crat. Great cratch. <laughs> great coach. Yeah, he was a great track coach. Um, but not only that, he was a great man. I mean, he was the dean of the school, and he ran things very well there. Um, but just, like, how he carried himself, how he acted, you know, like, how much he cares for every single one of the athletes and that if you needed his car, if you needed anything, the shirt off his back, like, you know, just by meeting him um, – that he would do that for you. I mean, I graduated, um, came back over the summer and just asked him a couple questions, kind of like, you know, what days are you guys out of the track that I can come out or whatever. And then he brought up to me, um, that over that summer, he was bringing a couple of the high school athletes and, um, taking them to like a personal trainer and paying for it. And mm. then he offered for me to do that. So out of his own pocket, and I'm not even an athlete of his anymore. Like I'm not going to make his program mm. any better. Um, but he offered to pay for it for me. So for a month, I don't remember how much it was, but it was like probably $40 a session just for me to go. A session? Yeah, $40 oh. like a session. What a man. Okay. 
<laughs> he's a pretty great man. Uh, shout out to Coach Blue. But yeah, he just paid for it out of the pocket, just knowing you know who I am. So like every single break, um, me and some of my other track friends, we usually try to get breakfast with him or dinner with him just because we appreciate just like how much he's done for us, not necessarily um, just track related, but also just like in life and how he holds himself and how he cares for others. You both definitely seem like you have really good high school coaches. That makes a big difference. Uh, I take it that probably was a big inspiration for keeping you on the path of track. Cause you used to play soccer or something like your, I feel like your sister still plays here. Like why not follow in her footsteps and play soccer instead of running track? Yeah. So I did play soccer um, for a very long time, ever since I was probably like four, um, until I graduated high school. Or yeah, until I graduated high school. So you played soccer all four years of high school. I did not. So when we moved down to Florida, um, I was still playing club soccer, um, played middle school soccer, and Uh then I went out for the high school team, and I made the varsity team and stuff. So it was like, okay, great. And then we got to the practices and they really sucked because a lot of the guys on the team, I wasn't um, the best player on the team at all, um, but I was definitely one of the better players. You could handle yourself, yeah. And so, you know, if we had different games, maybe I was starting or maybe I was one of the first subs to come off the bench as a freshman. And so a lot of people on the team uh, did not like that at all. So during many of the practices, I would say that I was – pretty much abused i mean if we're running so so, for example if we're running warm-up laps um and we're doing whatever like they would shove me into the bleachers or Mm. um if we're actually like on the field practicing and we're doing different stuff a guy will make either he'll just check me not even try to go for the ball or he'll like slide tackle me from behind which is probably one of the most dangerous yeah yeah i I played soccer for years and so you would never do that you know, like hopefully cl- you would really never do that in a game. Definitely not in practice because you're not trying mm. to injure your teammates. And you and shouldn't then, be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you so like, stuff get like that. clocked by any of them? Uh, I don't know if I ever got punched, but I was definitely hit pretty hard many times. Okay. Um, so that experience and the coach just kind of like, he didn't really say anything. He kind of like would notice it. And so like if I would like get fouled super hard or something, he would be like, you know, reprimand the guy for it and then like give me a free kick but it wasn't like any severe like penalty on the wrist yeah it was like yeah. a slap on the wrist like oh well it was pretty obvious that you just shouldn't have done that so here's like the penalty or whatever so needless to say that sucked a lot and i was like well i'm definitely not gonna play high school soccer anymore for the high school um so sophomore year i didn't play soccer at all mm. and then junior year um i heard of like coach blue and some of the, my friends were running track. And so uh-huh. I was like, Oh sure. Whatever. You know, my, <laughs> that's my dad, how everyone starts it. My dad had told me, you know, he was like, Oh, you know, you're pretty fast, which I was, you know, maybe you should go off for tracks. So okay. I was like, all right, what the heck? You know, I'm not playing any other high school sports. I was still playing, um, premier soccer, but I wasn't playing anything high school. So I was like, Oh, whatever. So that's how I started running track my junior year. And then the first meet I ran hurdles and ended up, it was a smaller meet. It was only like, two or three schools Mm -hmm. I ended up winning the race and I was like well I guess I'm pretty decent at this maybe I'll keep on running so that's kind of how track started for me is history um when running in high school uh just focusing a lot on Caleb here um I forget did you ever make it to like states region like I don't like did you so um I never made it to state okay there's Uh, nothing wrong with that that's fine I mean I would have, you know, I could make a lot of excuses as to why, um, 
but I did make it to regionals. We made it in the four by four, and I okay. made it in the yeah, one ten hurdles. Good. That's good. Regionals is still respectable. Hurdles me. as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So obviously, you know, you had to do well at districts to get to regionals. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I did not ever make it to state. Unfortunately, I would like to say though that all four of those guys that beat me in regionals are all running D one track. When you say beat, well. like how does Florida? Because Ohio and Ryan can attest to this. I I think. Um, Ohio, it's like the top. So at like we'd have district prelims, district finals, and the prelim, it was the top eight would make it to finals, and then the top four from that would advance to the next. Was it kind of like that? And that was just fourth place got that, or what are you? Like? Yeah, same thing. So districts top four make it to regionals. Regionals okay. top four make it to state. I think I I think I finished sixth um at regionals okay but those four that went to state we had the hardest region sure and i think the first three guys got first second and third at state and the fourth guy maybe got like sixth or seventh at state okay so if i would have been in another region i probably would have made it but i don't want to make any excuses about the 300 hurdles i definitely i did not make it to the finals in the 110 and then the four by four we did Gotcha. Fairly well, but definitely not well enough to go to state. That is the crazy thing. And with Ohio, it's the same. It's like if your region or your district is tough, there will be people who run at the state meet that ran worse than you. But, hey, I still went to states. Oh, that's that's how that's just the way it is. Um, So apart from kind of running and track and all that, um, you're pretty fluent in Japanese. Is that correct? <laughs> no, I would say so. When I was younger, um, we took Japanese lessons, and then in high school, my mom was like, why would you take Spanish? You already know Japanese. That's fair. So I tested out of the first year of Japanese Mm -hmm. for high school, and then the second year I took it. So I would say I can read it and understand it a lot better than than I can speak it. I mean, I I would say I can read it pretty well, and when I hear people, it's not necessarily that I'm hearing, like, you know, the entire sentence but i can pick out key words mm-hmm. and be like okay yeah this is what they're saying but then actually speaking it and coming up with the right phrases that's a different animal mm-hmm. i wouldn't say i'm fluent in any how way. would you compare so in writing how would you compare japanese to chinese like because i mean like arabic there's that and like <laughs> hebrew it's more boxy um, like is there a, like a, just looking at it visually from someone who doesn't know how to so read there it. is so there is that aspect where um chinese and um japanese both use kanji which is like so there'll be like i would say it's almost like a picture so in japanese they'll write a very small picture it doesn't look like you know okay anything but like let's say you have a dog you'll write a small character that means it's a dog okay so instead of you know drawing you know a big picture of a dog so that everyone knows what it looks like they just have like this small little thing that's a dog and so instead of you know reading a whole word or a whole sentence, sometimes they'll have like one word that makes up three in like the English language or something like that. Okay. Um, so there's that. And then they also have like a different um, written mm. part as well, which is just like the sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just say it's a lot easier to read that than it is to try and like speak. I mean, if I'm reading it and then speaking it out, I can do that it's easy. It's okay. just like coming up with the actual sentences in my head and be like, okay, this is what I want to say in mm. English. This is how I translate it in Japanese is gotcha. way harder than... So you, being able to read it you think it. internally English and then you have to translate. But if you just read, it's like you just see it. I, I'm trying to piece that together. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. So have you ever been to Japan? I have. Oh, really? Yes. When? When? I think I was six, maybe. Six. Some, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I okay. don't really remember how old I was. Gotcha. That's really not super important. But yeah, so 
my mom or my dad's mom is 100% Japanese mm. um, and she was from Okinawa, Japan. Mm-hmm. And so my grandfather met her during World War II. Oh, okay. Um, on good terms? Or? On, yes, it was on good terms. I think she was she was in like some refugee camp, something like that. Um, in so Japan, guess, you said? In Japan, okay. yeah, in Okinawa, okay. Japan, which is an island off of the mainland. Okay. And so we flew into Tokyo, however old I was, mm. um, saw some family there, and then flew to Okinawa. So then we wow. went around, saw whatever there was to see, went to some pretty cool aquariums, mm. saw the World War II museum which was kind of sad and very different kind of because awkward. you then, yeah you saw it from the japanese yeah, perspective so you're like uh because i mean obviously like you know from my grandmother's perspective it was you know she was running around as a kid getting yeah, shot at just trying to just live their life yeah. get water or something and you know, all these americans are coming in you know taking it and she's like you know what have i done you know why am i coming to this camp mm-hmm. why do i have to leave yep. leave my home instead of you know our side which is like well they bombed you know pearl harbor so we're retaliating yeah. and we're gonna stop this it was like you know why are all these people you know attacking me well and i mean i even think of like modern day i mean right now a lot of people are talking about how we're gonna go to world war three because the u.s just killed iran's basically number two or top commander it's like me it's like i'm just living my life here i Maybe we will. I don't know. I saw this one thing. It was like snap maps in the summer of this year be like, and it showed all these people, and I ran it. actually got me pretty good. Um, but, yeah, just like all those political events. We're just living our lives here. Um, what's funny is um, a good friend of mine who just got married, uh, it was actually the guy that when you I got your number, this was like a few years ago, um, and you texted me, and you're like, it's Caleb, your favorite douchebag. And I was like, Caleb Smith? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I was kind of offended. What's cra- Well, the reason I say that is because Caleb Smith, very good friend of mine. I uh, went down to Florida for his wedding uh, back in August, so I'll tell you how good of friends we are. Um, he actually met his wife in Japan on a missions trip, so that's just kind of like crazy how it all connects. And like, what's funny is I actually did the same thing to him later. He texted me like, hey, this is Caleb. I got a new phone. I was like, oh, like, are you ready for the track season, Caleb? He's like, I think you have me confused with someone else, so it's just kind of funny how that all plays out. I meant to tell you that like six, ten months ago, but just forgot to. So, Ryan, how fluent are you in Portuguese? We've been talking a lot of Japanese, but Portuguese, you're Mr. I-know-the-whole-language, or what? Uh, yeah, so I uh, took, uh, I don't know how many years my mom put me down for in high school. It was probably two or three, but uh, I did not take any Portuguese. It was a, We had like the, I forget exactly what the brand name of it was, but some sort of like CD thing. Was it Rosetta Stone? Uh, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It was like, Rosetta so. Stone. Yeah. So classic homeschooler. But um, yeah, it's the thing I supposedly took. I didn't take it. I don't know any. So You don't know any at all? Nah. I'm, I mean, no. Okay. Hello. Goodbye. That's about that's it. That's all you need to know, right? That's all you need to know. Hello is my favorite word. So, you know, that's good. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it just? Just oi. Oi. Okay. Yeah. It's very similar to Spanish, right? Yeah, I, okay. I actually, I, I've been to Brazil a couple of times. That's why mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> tried to learn it. Was sure. supposed to learn it, whatever. Supposed um, to. And so the missionaries that we were down there with actually told us that if you know Spanish, you can pretty much speak it to mm-hmm. the people that know Portuguese, and they'll probably know what you're saying. That's and fair. vice versa. So you can kind of, it's pretty. It'd be like a broken English. Yeah. So oh. like you can kind of get by with Spanish and Portuguese. Mm-hmm 
interchangeably. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is uh, I remember because uh, you mentioned Brazil, uh, your family, I assume, has some ties to that. I remember um, at the center meet, you might remember this, uh, you were wearing your Brazilian socks. Do you remember this? And I made the comment. I don't know. I'm just testing the winds, I guess, you know. And I said, I'm not sure how I feel about your socks, to which I remember you very sharply and harshly replied like, ah, what did you say? I was like, I don't care what you think or something like that. that. I was like, all right, struck a nerve here. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what nerve did I strike there? Just like family ties or uh, were you just pissed at me at the moment? I don't, I don't remember this very well, uh, but I mean, I can... I can hear myself. No, that's that. fine. I'm um, just curious. That's all. No, I I don't know. I don't. I honestly, I just don't remember the situation very well. But it's for the best. I don't necessarily have like family ties. It's just um, because of the 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 two mission trips that I took there were to the same area and to the same missionaries, and then there was also just some people there um, that I met the first time that I also got to reconnect with the second time, and so they're just kind of. And I still actually talk to a couple of them, just like online and whatnot. Um, and they're just, you know, good friends. So mm. I kind of like to, you know, represent Brazil gotcha. <laughs> if, if I can, you didn't say represent, but like, just like, I like to, to wear stuff that is Brazil colors and stuff like that just because mm. it reminds me of them. So gotcha. Do you know Brazilian jujitsu at all? No, I don't. No. Okay. Nothing. I was just curious. No. Um, so you growing up, you were the youngest sibling, correct? That's correct. Um, how do you feel like that affected the family dynamic, just maybe your time in Brazil. I don't know. I just wanted to. Um, I don't know if it affected my time in Brazil like at all, but um, as far as family dynamic goes, uh, I mean, I, I'm the youngest and it's kind of like a quite a bit mm. the youngest. Like my oldest, my very oldest brother is 17 years older than I am. And then the closest in age brother of mine is four and a half years older than me. Mm. So I was kind of like all through my high school years, I was kind of like an only child just because my one, the mm-hmm. one brother who's still at home was in college at that point. Mm-hmm. And then all my other siblings had already moved out, um, which didn't bother me too much. I was fine with that. But like growing up, like I was really competitive with my brother, but he was almost five oh, years older than me. And so it wasn't much competition gotcha. on my end. So like I was punching we, up. Yeah. We, we didn't get along very well. We get along great now, but sure. um, we definitely fought a lot and had a lot of, whatever we Mm -hmm. just fought a lot gotcha didn't really care for him too much but um so growing up when i was younger i wasn't super close to my family i'd say i'm closer to him now but it still feels kind of weird just because of the age difference i Mm. guess because they're all they're all now married and they almost all my siblings have children Mm. and so they're just like in a totally different life stage than i am and so it's just kind of hard to connect with them in the same way as I like connect with you guys here. Cause we're kind of the same age, but um, yeah, it's just, it's different, but it's, it's great. I like it. Gotcha. So. All right. And speaking of people named Ryan that are uh, youngest by a few years, not as many, but my next audience question comes from a guy named Ryan Kaufman. He's my retarded son or the, some kid I worked with, love him to death. And he's asking, how's it feel to have such an awesome name, Ryan? Um, you know, I don't really think it's that awesome of a name. I oh, mean, really? I, it, All right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of basic. Like, there's a lot of Ryan's out there. Like, I don't dislike my name, but I've never thought of it as anything special. So oh, okay. I would say it's it's pretty much just like any other name, but gotcha. not as cool. 
In a way. What's more boring, Ryan or Caleb? Oh, Caleb's definitely more boring. Caleb? I mean, that's without a question. Yeah, there's way more Caleb's than Ryan. I agree. So I'm not I disagreeing say, with you. I just I'd say it. Caleb is more boring. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd just say that, yeah. I'd rather be named Ryan than Caleb. I I agree, same. But Wade's a pretty I, neat name. I, I, I wouldn't mind being named Wade. That's pretty good. It is a that's great a good name. name. It's it's kind of unique, but not too unique. You know what I mean? Do you know any other Wades? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some other Wades. I mean, I know another Wade. I was just curious. If, you know. Not not like super close, but like I I knew who they were in high school and stuff like that. Fair so. enough. All right. So you were homeschooled, right? <laughs> yeah. And you did 4-H. What does 4-H stand for? <laughs> I have no idea. Head, heart, hands, and health. Is oh, I did part. actually know that. Oh, I'm sure you it. did. You just well, I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't have remembered it, but like ooh, now that you say that, just now that you say it. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I yeah, didn't yeah. know what it was either. It's like, yeah. I just remember. I I was just kind of look because you know everybody I interview. I'm like, okay, let me see if I can understand. So I kind of dig a little deep into Facebook and other places. And I saw this picture of younger Ryan holding this giant ass dead turkey. <laughs> And I was oh, like, is that, was it dead? Are yeah, sure it, was it was dead. dead I think. Are you sure with the I, feathers on it? Uh, you know, it was a white turkey. Maybe it was alive. Yeah, I think it was still alive. I just assumed it was dead. Or I if I was I'm that turkey, I would have wished I was dead. He was just hanging upside down. Oh, never right? mind. I just remember seeing the picture and like in my mind it like flashed like, no. is this like a redheaded Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. that was like, No, no, that's... That's just how you actually. That's just how you show turkeys. You flip them upside flip down, them upside down, and okay. you hold them for the judge to feel them up. So, so. you're more. Oh, so you were yeah, more of like a turkey kind of 4-H-er, or you just uh, show all these other random animals off. So I'd say mainly I showed sheep, but then I also got into turkeys, kind of like the second half of like high school and stuff. Well, not second half of high school, but like all four years of high school and maybe a little bit before that, because you start 4-H when you're nine, or that's the earliest you can start it, and that's when pretty much. Uh, me and my not all my siblings were in 4-H real big but the two closest to me in age um, they were mm-hmm. both into it pretty hardcore and so, so that kind of just led me into it as well gotcha. um, not something I particularly loved like I wasn't into it like they were but I still did it because it was it was fun and it was different I guess but yeah so turkeys sheep um, I showed chickens a lot mm-hmm. and then uh, I also had some some calves some cows so, calves, yeah. Like so the, the Cleveland spe- Cavaliers. No, or, no, they're uh, so they're they're called the like the I don't know the like baby cows, yeah. Right, but like the they're called dairy feeders was like the the name of the I can't think of the word subject whatever. That's okay. Of, I can't think of it either. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, so like yeah, you you get them when they're well. I, the first calf I got, I got when he was four years or four years, four days old. Um, okay. And so I had to like bottle feed them t- twice a day at like 5 a.m. <laughs> and then also at, like 5 p.m. because you're supposed to do it every 12 hours. And I had to do that for like two months. It was awful. I had to get up so early. But how early? Um, four? Yeah, like Three. four, okay. four fifteen, four thirty to get the the milk ready and then mm. warm it up and take it out to them. Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, okay. but and so you you start them or you get them when they're born or right soon after that and then you feed them and they have to like weigh in between a certain weight i think it was like 400 and 600 pounds by the fair um and so in order to be like in order to actually win like you still show them if they're above or below that weight but to actually win you have to be within that weight so okay it's kind of it takes a little bit of strategy or know how to like actually get them to feed out to that weight Mm, Um, eat and poop yep yeah pretty much so yeah i showed them for a couple years but i wasn't any good at that 
It's okay. I was better at the turkeys and the sheep. Oh, yay, turkeys. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you have red hair. Uh, and obviously. That picture I just saw with the red hair. Yes. Um, brings me to, actually, an audience question. This person Ooh. wanted to remain anonymous, but, hey, you know, it is what it is. And they're asking, is it true that gingers have red pubes? I don't know what to say there. So. Um, I mean, I've never seen. Them, I can't but you speak would for see. all gingers, but <laughs> yes. But yours are okay. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know if you want to try to deduce. Who Why that can't anonymous. you just say who did it or who they asked want, that? They told me they wanted. Well, to yeah, anonymous. but they they don't always get what they want. I mean, who was it? Somebody I know, or is it not? I mean. If they were someone you didn't know, they probably wouldn't want to be anonymous. Well, no, it's kind of a weird question. I'd probably want to I be I thought anonymous. it was kind of odd, but, you know, it, I think that's just how it played out. I feel like out. it was Seth. Why do you say that? It just seems like something you'd ask. Caleb? Do you think it was Seth? I don't know. He doesn't. I don't know. Maybe. I could see it being Seth. You think for so? For sure. Hmm. If, if we're right, you got to tell us. Is it Seth? I don't have to tell yeah, you come anything. On. Come on. Just tell us. Are we right? If we both. If, yeah. Hmm. Is it Seth? Hmm. Because if you don't tell us, we're just going to assume it's yes. Yeah, that's fair. And we're definitely going to talk to him after this. You're right. It was Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was at Suck wow. it, Seth. I uh, was at his dorm earlier, and I think we were making uh, – I was telling him, yeah, I, I'm, I was running late. I was like, I should probably get there because I think it was like 6.50-something. And I was, think I made a, an appropriate joke about how you two would be getting handsy during the interview. And – I was like, yeah, he's going to put his fire crotch all over him. And he's like, wait, gingers have red pu-. I was like, I assume. Seth, what? Come so on, man. That's it's what, not that weird. So he went. He was like, you should ask him this. And I was like, well, if you text oh, me, I'll my. write it down. So, so that was Seth's question. Seth, little horn dog. So anyway, all y'all's perverts. Um, but would you feel like in a serious note, do you feel like having red hair has put you any – Sometimes people make ginger comments. I don't know. Have I made any ginger comments? Probably. Oh, I'm but, sure you okay. have. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember specifically. Um, but do I'm you feel sure, like yeah. it's put you any kind of scrappy fight or flight modes or on um, whether that be the basketball court or the XC course? I don't know. No, definitely not the XC course. I was so bad at that. But um, Cross country for those who don't know what XC yeah. is. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's – I mean, I guess – I, I would never say I was bullied in high school ever. Like I was not that. It was not sure. serious. I, I was, I mean, but it, like people tease me about it. I didn't mind. Didn't like I didn't care. Like, That's fair. Like I didn't really care, so it didn't bother me at all. But like that, I guess is something that came with it. But uh, outside of that, I don't know if it really <laughs> affects me in any other way. I know there's stereotypes that like. Redheads have bad tempers. and Do you think that's a true stereotype? Uh, I think it is, honestly, because I definitely – I can get pretty mad pretty quick. But Who's more emotional and rageful, me or you? Oh, man, I don't know. I'd say outwardly, probably you. But I, I Outward, wait, what did you out, say? Outwardly, outwardly. Yeah, like, and you think you're more inwardly? Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? I, I just – I don't – I just kind of keep it bottled up, I guess. I, I get uh, mad about stuff, but people probably don't know that I'm mad about it. Caleb? Yeah, this is my question for you. If I beat you in the 200, you're in the race, and I break the school record, would you punch a wall? Absolutely not. First, I, the first of thing, all. The first thing I'd do, I would, I would be excited for Caleb. This is the first thing I'd be. I'm sure you would be. Because... As he, I think, said earlier, if he beat him in the four, he said that might change some things. But hey, you know that's yeah. Well, I don't know. It, yeah, it would definitely in the moment. I'd be really happy for him, but then probably like on the bus ride home, I'd be like, all right, I gotta buckle mm. down. I gotta beat this guy. But um, 
in the moment, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't punch a wall, Wade. I would not. I guess not. How would you say? Because we're talking Trek now. How would you say? I guess high school compared to college in general. Just like you. I mean, I guess you probably feel a little better about college, or maybe not. I don't know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I guess I feel better about college in high school. Sophomore year, I was pretty pretty bad. Like. I wasn't any good at all. Um, okay. And then even junior year, like I didn't individually, I didn't make it out of districts. Um, I was a part of a couple of relays that did. Um, and then my senior year, um, I did make it to state, but honestly it, it doesn't really stick out in my mind that much just because uh, of the events leading up to it. And then how I performed at state, I actually, like I, I barely just barely got in, in the open four to state. And then I got last at state with a very bad time and then at the regional meet the week before both relays we actually in both relays we broke the school record in both of them but in the four by two we missed out on state by seven hundredths of a second and then the four by four we missed out by one hundredth of a second Mm -hmm. so that just really stung especially the four by four more than anything because i was the anchor for that and so i was right on top of it when we there's actually three of us crossing the line basically at the same time and the other two made it and we didn't and so that just really hurt. Like my teammates were really upset about it. They weren't upset at me because I, I did the best I could. It was actually my fastest split I ever ran, but it just wasn't quite enough. And so that really stung for a while. And it kind of, I think that's why I didn't really do very well at state is because it was just kind of such a letdown from the other two relays. And I was basically the only guy that year that went to state. And so it just felt very alone and not really fun mm. at all. kind of took the fun out of it the mm. week before. And so I just... I don't know if I didn't care, but I definitely didn't care as much. <laughs> so, so you just to reorganize. You ran at regionals in the four by four, the four by two, or four by yeah. one? No, four by two. Four by two, and individually in the four. Yeah, and you made it to state in only the four, right. but not the other two relays. Yeah. And your teammates did not harbor any hard feelings no, about no. that at all. No, no, I mean, not that I could tell. I guess maybe they did deep down, but uh, they definitely they didn't blame me at all. They, hmm. the, there was nothing like that. It was just kind of like I wanted. I really expected more to go in a relay than individually. I didn't think I was going to make it individually, and so it was really surprising and awesome when I did make it individually. You know, I don't know. It was probably an hour before the four by four, and so that that was really great and they're all happy for me and everything. Um, Mm. but I was really kind of in my mind thinking that we would go as a group of four guys down Mm. the state and it not being that way just kind of wasn't as fun. They did, they did end up going with us just Mm. to have some guys in the hotel with me and stuff like that. So they could not be completely alone, but, um, it just wasn't the same because I was still, you know, out warming up by myself Mm. and didn't have my team around. So it just wasn't as, wasn't like I was expecting it to be. Hmm. I understand. Um, so about a year ago, uh, we brought this up. Uh, we ran, I punched a wall, mm-hmm. yep. and broke my hand. How responsible do you feel for that? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of feel responsible, but I, I mean, don't shouldn't. feel bad about it. Is that I bad? Don't, I don't even think you should feel responsible in the slightest. I, I, I definitely, hmm, I don't know. I think I feel responsible. I, I give myself like ten percent responsibility. Give yourself ten percent yeah, credit. Yeah, I would say because like I was it's the one who brought more up. Ten percent than I'd give you, but all right. I was the one who brought up the bet and like kind of s- 
made it, but like everything after that was you. What do you mean by bet? I well, feel like we've mentioned this a few times. Yeah, articulate so, for our audience. Yeah, yeah. So I remember it well because we were we were sitting in Chuck's back in the smokers. Actually, All right. Yep. That's right. And we were eating dinner after practice, and I made the bet with Wade. I Why? Said, what What did I say that provoked you? You said something? I, I said, because Coach Bo had talked to you about running the eight. Oh, okay. And yeah. I was messing with you. Yeah. That's I was like, right. oh, right, you're going to run the eight this yeah, year. Yeah. Okay, you're I like, like every time is like, okay, I love it. Hit that pressure point. Um, And yeah, one thing. Like, so, yeah, so what was so the deal? The deal was if I ever, like in any, this was just for the indoor season. Um, If I ever beat Wade in the 200 at a meet, then he would have to run the 800 mm-hmm. outdoor. And then if I never beat him at any of the meets all indoor, then I would run an 800 outdoor. So that was the bet. Mm-hmm. And I believe the first time he ran the 200 was at Tiffin, but I didn't run it. Then. That is so correct. That, and the deal was made after Tiffin. Was it made after? Okay. It was after Tiffin. Yeah, that's, that's right. It was after Tiffin. And so I think it was, was it the very first time we raced? First meet of the out or indoor season coming yeah. back from winter break. Otterbein. Yeah. Seth's so, birthday. Fun fact. That was Seth's really. birthday on that. that day. Um, yeah. So the very first indoor meet of the spring semester, um, we were in the same heat. I think we were in side-by-side lanes. We were. Yeah. I think you were in four. I was in five. So I never saw you because of your hamstring that you tweaked early in the race. And then also I beat you. Fair and square. It was Even my Even if you groin. didn't tweak it, I'm pretty sure I would have beat you. But, um, and so, yeah, they, I no. I beat you in the the very first race, and I guess from what I understand, what you've told me, it was kind of the combination of the hamstring and also the fact that I beat you that kind of drove you into the wall. I think so. What's crazy is you made the claim of oh, even despite that, you can't even remember what I tweaked. It was my uh, groin. So okay. I mean, if you're remembering well, okay. this, impro- I'm just saying I, I you can't go remember. making you, claims you, and you not really know all enjoyed the, facts. the the after race um, evaluation even, of your. Groin I don't know if I enjoyed that. it. Little, the trainer that, was just kind that of young lady trainer there. She was great. She was yeah, she was actually yeah, she tell. actually cared we, about me. We could all tell that um, you were enjoying But that. I remember that visually it was like um <laughs> uh that my I thought my groin was my biggest problem. I didn't even feel it when I punched that wall. I didn't feel it at all. I almost went in for a second we all swing. Heard it. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Um I almost went in for a second, maybe a third swing, maybe a headbutt just for you. Um, just kidding. It. You didn't get any. Yeah, I didn't punch it because of you. Um, I. Um, what you say? You did or you did not? I did not. You um, didn't punch it because of me. It was just because the hamstring had nothing to do with me. Not being. my hamstring, but my groin. <laughs> your groin. Okay. <sighs> do we have to keep saying groin? Honestly, hamstring. It's just literally better. my groin. Okay, whatever. Ham- your groin. My freaking we'll talk balls. About your what do you want me to say? No, not that. Um, but yeah. Um. So it was not. It was absolutely because I don't think we've. I don't think you've ever said that. It, it was not anything. You punched the wall For because you? of the groin, one hundred percent. I because I feel like it's a lie. You think it's a lie? That I don't I did think not that, punch it because of you. I think I think that if I was not in that race, or if you had still beat me, you would not have punched that wall. I think I would have probably stopped running, but I would probably agree with that. I think you would have the punching of the have. wall. Yeah, well, I mean, I have my reasons. Um, I think the punching in of itself was actually not because of our bet. Hmm. It was because when I pulled my gr- my groin, or I thought my season was over at that point because uh, okay. I 
Mm-hmm. My senior year of high school, I pulled my hamstring at an indoor meet running four by two, and that ended my se- my season and made college a lot harder my freshman year. So gotcha. that was my actually that was my biggest fear going into the season that I was going to pull something at a meet. Lo and behold, my biggest fear comes true. My when I get afraid, I become very very angry. So. Fun fact of the gotcha. day. I don't know if I ever told you no, that. No, you never told me that. I yeah. tend to not tell certain stories yeah. for just because, I don't know, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it and okay. it doesn't come up. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I uh, was as mad as I was in that moment. Gotcha. Um, Is that also why you finished the race? Just um, to, like, finish a race to, like, actually, if it was your last race? Was I that didn't part of the think. Reason? Here's the thing. Um we make a bet. Um, I run, pull my groin conveniently. Oh, oh, okay. He pulled his groin. Yeah, did he though? Did he pull that. it or <laughs> did he not? Cause it's like, if I did come back, it's like, mm, so it's like, if we're going out, we're going out in style. Um, so why do you think I agreed to our deal? Um, I think it's because you're just as competitive as I was mm. or I am. So gotcha. like, I mean, I think I think it probably helped motivate you as it helped motivated me. So You're I think not that's wrong. probably why you took it. I definitely felt, in all honesty, Ryan, I think looking at that season, um, I think going into the season with how you had been competing in the fall, I noticed these things. Uh, you were very good at the lot of 200s whenever we ran a crap ton of them. Um, or you handled yourself okay. Yeah, yeah. The writing was on the wall. I was like, okay, this guy probably will eventually, in outdoor, be fast mm. enough. So you thought indoor. you had it in a bag. I, I honestly thought, oh, I knew you were going to give me a challenge. That's why, because it's like, oh, keep me accountable. I figured that you would have sprung up more in the outdoor. I did not think you were going to do as well as you did in it. I didn't think you'd do bad in indoor, yeah. but I just think with how a lot of people run indoor, they don't always compete the best. So I was like, Ryan, I think we'll do good this indoor season. But I was like, eh, if I had to pay it, place a bet on it now, he'll probably come of speed when outdoor comes. But I was like, I don't think he's going to like get me an indoor. I was like, maybe I'm wrong, but I was like, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't gamble. Like, I don't know if you gamble much. I don't do it a whole lot. But if you've ever played poker or whatever, like to me, I don't throw chips on the table. I'm not willing to lose. Gotcha. So I was like, even if he beats me, more power to him. Hmm. Um, it's like, I, as I told you, I was a four and an 800 runner in the past. So I was like, I will run an 800. So it's like, I don't, to me, I don't make a deal unless I'm willing to lose. So that's one gotcha. reason why I was like, yeah. go through with it at the end. I, I would have been willing to lose that too. I, I definitely would not have enjoyed the eight, but. I would have done it probably. I mean, I could handle it, so I'd like to think yeah. you could handle it. Yeah. Maybe you, did, you ran a good eight. It was like two or six. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you missed it. It was pretty good. So. I do. I was not there. You were not there, there conveniently. Was, was that a different meet or something? Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I was at Miami. You were at Kentucky. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's right. This will be a good weekend. Hey, Coach <laughs> Bo, I want to talk to you about something. <laughs> hey, no, I, I'll admit. I, I mean, I guess it probably wasn't as forethought as I want, but it's like, yeah, I'll run the eight, but. I'm yeah. petty. I was like, got to do it at a meet that he's not at. <laughs> I even thought beforehand, I was like, maybe I should step out of my lane so I can get DQ'd so mm. then the time won't show up. But I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. If you're going to get DQ'd, you might as well like throw an elbow at a kid's face or something. Make eh, it worth it. I don't know. I may be angry, but what? Or a baton. <laughs> <laughs> I have chucked a few of those. Um, 
So how do you think, um, do you ever see, and this is for you, Caleb, too, do you ever see yourself maybe com- committing a blunder like that or similar to it? And if not, is there something that you look at this season ahead, you're like, if I was going to, like, sometimes you can just guess, like, well, not guess, but sometimes you're like, I feel like I might mess up in that area. What do you think that might be? Um, I don't think I could see myself necessarily, like, throwing a baton or, like, punching a wall. But I don't know. I I don't think I would get that, like, outwardly angry, angry about anything. I, it would have to be – I don't know. It would take something special for me to get really angry like that. Hmm. If anything, I could see myself saying something that would get me DQ'd. But like what the f word? Well, I don't know about that, but I could definitely <laughs> see myself kind of, kind of losing it verbally. But mm. like, I mean, I actually I almost did a GMAC indoor last year because I ran into a spectator who was way too close to the freaking track yep, and cost yep. me a podium spot. Um, and like I was pretty mad at. Oh, I I actually never found out who it was, but I was pretty mad at the the ref or the umpire. I don't even know what they're called. It's. Uh, that is a good question. What are they called? called? Umpire? A I don't blue. think it's umpire. I think it's just official. 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 Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. We all ran track. Yeah, yeah. We know what this is. And so, like, I went up to, I think he was maybe the head official, the starter. I don't remember who it was. But I was just like, you know, I, I understand you can't really do anything about it, but, like, this really sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I was I was mad at him. But, like, I didn't lose it. But I honestly, I feel like I got pretty close. But. I remember at I didn't like get mad and punch a wall, but I remember at the end of I think it was the two. I think I ran through the finish line, and then I think there's like a group of cross guys who were like, "Punch the wall, punch the wall." So I was like, <laughs> took my good hand and like punched the walls, like like yeah. So, <laughs> GMAC that indoor was kind. of, I don't know Tiffin it, or no not Tiffin. It was uh, yeah, Finley, Finley, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it was, was a Finley. Finley. Yeah. I don't know. That was, I feel like GMAC meets are just kind. I don't know. Weird, but indoor is always just kind of awkward. Yeah. But I also yeah. kind of hate indoor. I like indoor, actually. That makes one of us. Caleb? So are you talking about a blunder, like me getting angry and doing something, or? I think it's just a mistake. Okay. It can be Um, big, small. I would say as far as, like, like me getting angry and doing something like that, I don't see myself doing that. I usually Mm -hmm. just, like, get over things pretty quickly, or at least I convince myself that I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when I have like horrible races or whatever, like you just get over it. Yeah. I just like mm. get over it and like move on. Maybe like take off my spikes a little bit more aggressively than I really would. But mm. I'm usually like, my friends can tell you, like if I run like a terrible hurdle race, I hit a bunch of hurdles, like two seconds after two the seconds. race, like I'm talking to them. Over and, it, yeah. Like I'm obviously, you know, like upset with it, but it's not like I'm like really angry. Sure. Do something. That's fair. Um, I'll say maybe a mistake is just like kind of like what I was saying earlier. Like if it's like super cold out and windy, me just kind of being like, well, what's the point in like running? There's no way I run a PR, Mm -hmm. something like that. I would say maybe that would be like a mistake that I could see myself Mm. making, but fair enough. Okay. Uh, I guess we're getting near the end. Uh, I guess I got an audience question from actually my sister, Morgan Kaiser. She's asking as an athlete, what has been your biggest win and what has been your biggest opportunity to learn? We're getting close to the end. So what do you, what is something that you feel like if you looked at your career, it's like, that's my biggest victory. I would say either a time that I ran or in high school, um, 
at the awards banquet, I won the most outstanding track athlete. So I think that was probably like the biggest thing. Just Which awards banquet? For high school. Track. High school. Okay. High I just school, want to clarify because you're in high college right now. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yep. Go so on. high school track, um, senior year at the awards banquet, I got the most outstanding track athlete. So I got like a big plaque and stuff with my name on it and a picture and stuff. Um, and I think that was just like, you know, I worked my butt off mm-hmm. all year. I, I didn't make it to state, but I did make it to regionals in three different events. That's still an accomplishment. Like, yep. You know you work this hard like that's what you got otherwise it'd kind of just be like maybe some of the times that i ran the 55 last year 55. 55. 7 right like it makes a big out. difference you miss that's true miss it out is. on state for a decimal so that's definitely for sure um but probably that just because i didn't think i could run that fast mm. <laughs> at least last year i did and i kind of like crossed the finish line i was like all right that was a good you know it was a good time i like look at it i was like well, I probably made it to finals with that time. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So that was pretty. That's good. It was a good race. That's good. Um, I don't know. Uh, as far as biggest like win, I, I guess it was still not a win. I, I didn't win the race, but uh, GMAC Indoor last year was kind of the moment when I felt like I actually can be good at this. It was the <laughs> first time I went sub 50 in the 400 at all like mm-hmm. it ended up being on an indoor 200 meter track which is tougher to do than outdoor 400 meter track yeah. and so that was just kind of a moment where i really realized like hey i could actually be good at this if i really you know dig dig down and deep or dig deep and work at this um mm-hmm. but uh i mean i came into the meet i think seated like 12th in the conference and i ended up getting fourth and honestly i think i could have gotten third if it wasn't for running into that dude but um yeah, I think that was probably the biggest win, even though it wasn't really a win. Um, as far as something to learn, biggest learning moment. Um, I, f- I feel like probably my just entire freshman year was a really big learning event. Okay. Uh, a lot of humbling and a lot of just realizing what it's going to actually take to, to be decent and what it's, you know... I don't know. I learned a lot freshman year. It was not fun, but I learned a lot. Yeah, that's fine. All right. How old well do you think you guys will keep in touch with at each other after Caleb here flees the nest? Every day. Every day? Every day. I mean, we do have a nice streak on Snapchat going, so. What's the number up at? 84? Something like that. 84? We started yeah. up recently. I gave him I gave him some crap over oh. the summer, or after the summer, because... I would Snapchat him, and then he, like, he would respond, but like he wouldn't respond every single time, so we really mm-hmm. didn't, or we'd get the streak for like a couple of days. I'm like, yeah. Ryan, just Snapchat me every day. It's not mm-hmm. that hard. Like, yeah. how many streaks you got? Which he had like none, so I know I'm one of the That's few. Yeah, I, I, one well, of the few. Currently, the only streak I have is with Caleb, so I'm not really a Snapchat Snapchat streaking person. Like, I, <laughs> the only streak I have is with Lane Haluk, so yeah, I yeah. totally so get that. I'm not really, like, I think the reason we started this one is because uh seth and i had kind of like accidentally started one not accidentally but it just happened did seth cut it, it off right away or try to keep no it up? i think we kept it going for a while i don't know how high it got maybe 40 days something like that and oh. then caleb was like oh well you have one with seth you gotta have one with me so i was like all right fine, we'll start envy one. is a wonderful yeah, thing <laughs> and so yeah i think we'll we'll try and keep ours it'll be interesting to see how long we keep it but i think every day is probably a pretty safe mm-hmm. estimate of how much we'll keep in touch okay anything to add to that caleb or is that it no, I would hope so. I think it's just like Snapchat's an easy way if you have a streak just to keep in touch. And then it's true. once something interesting happens and they Snapchat about it, then you have a short little conversation mm-hmm. about it. 
If not, mm-hmm. you just see a little nice, beautiful mm-hmm. picture of Ryan Rager in the morning. I'm going to really get you going. Oh, great. You know. Yes, sir. Yeah. I know. That's why I do for my snap stories. I do joke of the day because even it's like, yeah, this may not be funny, but it just kind They're of. usually not. I mean, that's fine. Humor is very <laughs> subjective. As long as you can find a victim, you can find a joke. Um, I think with that, it's just kind of one of those. Someone comments on it. Hey, how you doing? Oh, wait, you're going to be in town? Okay, well, let's do something. So it's just a good way to connect with people. All right, so we got. I got one more question for you guys. I like to call this the capstone question just because, I don't know, just when I'm writing, I'm like, what's a good question that maybe might embody some things? And after that, we'll wrap this up. Our capstone question today is actually it's kind of two in one. My question is this. There will come a day in which both of you will be graduated from Cedarville University. The underclassmen on the track team will become the upperclassmen and replace you. It's inevitable unless you fail out, but even then. Um, what is the impact you want to have on them before you leave, and how do you plan to achieve that legacy, and what are things that you have kind of done already to attribute to that? Caleb, you should start because you're kind of a senior, so. Um, yeah, so I would say the most important thing that I would hope that they would carry on is just like, that seriousness and working hard. Um, I think in previous years, we may have lacked in working hard just because a lot of people, I think especially seniors and upperclassmen were like, oh, well we have GMAC, but we can't like we can't compete. So just kind of already going in defeated. I think that may have impacted um, a handful of the practices and that we were just like, uh, you know, kind of like, what's the point? Like we're going for a PR, but there's not really that, you know, we can actually do this. and. I think hopefully this year, just having that mentality and giving that to the freshmen as well is like, even if you're a freshman, you can still try to score points, you know, regard, you know, in whatever you're in, or you can just try to get, you know, one of the top four times and make it on, you know, the four by one, four by two for NCCs or the four by four, something like that. But just that hard work and just like giving everything you have and taking it seriously um, is something that I hope that they carry on. And I think so far we've done, I would say a pretty good job of that. And I think you can tell, um, by the workouts and I think the first meet, I mean, I think it speaks for itself. We had, I would say a pretty outstanding first meet. We had a lot of freshmen, um, that did super well. Shout out to Seth. He ran a really great time in the 200, had a great 400, um, as well. And some of the freshmen, I know Turner, who's a first year this year. Um, but I think he's a sophomore. He ran like one of the fastest sixties I think we've ever had in school history. He was like five hundredth of a second maybe off the school record. Is that the baseball player? Yeah, the okay. baseball player. I just heard of him recently, so I was like, Yeah, oh, so we, know we had that. So. We've got him, we've got, you know, Matt pole vaulting. So we have a lot of like really good freshmen. I think it's just important to get them with the mentality. Yeah, you may be a freshman, yeah, maybe you're a sophomore or a junior. Um, but you can still compete. You can still score points at G Mac or help us at NCC's. Um even if maybe you can't win your event, you know, even if you come in eighth, you score a point for us and you also keep, you know, someone from Tiffin or one of those other schools off the, off of the score sheet as well. So I think that, um, yeah, I, what's the question? I don't remember what the question was. So basically after you graduate, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind and how do you plan on implementing that? Yeah. Okay. So I think the legacy I want to leave is it's really not like it's very cliche but um it's not how you start it's how you finish so like i started off pretty rough pretty slow but 
I just kind of made up my mind that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to go 100%. I'm going to just go all in. And that was kind of the turning point of not being good at all to being quite a bit better than that. And so as far as leaving a legacy, I just I hope to just leave the guys that are currently on the team with the mindset that like it doesn't matter where you're at currently, you can make yourself a lot better than than what you are. And so even if you don't have the best uh, you know, resources like I mean, we don't have a sprint coach here, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you cannot be a good sprinter. Um, it can be a really good excuse if you don't want to work that hard and you just want to blame it on that. That becomes a very, very good excuse. Like, I mean, that was probably what I used most of freshman year. Is like, oh, well, we don't have a good coach, you know. And, you know, it's very believable. Like, you, you can probably get away with saying that. But um, it's just kind of you got to get through the excuses and you got to really just kind of find what you want to do and you got to go all in on it. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, now that we've through the interview, we have one final thing for you guys. So basically, we can start with Caleb on this, uh, unless Ryan's got something off the top of my mind. Doesn't matter. From today's discussion and life in general, if we miss something, what is one final piece of advice you'd like to share with our audience today? Wow, that's a, that's a big question, Wade. Um, I would say uh, for me and just for the audience, uh, maybe you're in a spot like I was, um, but just, you know, God has given you a lot of talents and sometimes it's difficult to um, see the path. You know, we always like, you know, pray, you know, you know, God, make it clear, you know, what you want me to do and stuff. And I think a lot of times, you know, maybe he hasn't made everything crystal clear, but I think a lot of the talents and things that he's given you um, is a part of that. So maybe it's through track, maybe it's through, you know, your different classes or whatever. And, you know, maybe you don't know the road ahead of you and that worries you, but like what you have now work hard at that, work super hard at that. For example, like I had an internship over the summer, um, ended up, you know, doing that. And then I just like worked super hard at it. I didn't know if I wanted to work there after school. Um, I still don't really know that yet either. Um, but that's where I'm in now. So I was like, well, I would like to keep this over the semester just to continue to build up my resume and gain this experience. And so, you know, maybe I don't know where I'm going to be next year, but this is where I am right now. So I'm going to work super hard at this same thing, um, with track, like, junior year you know after the whole soccer thing I was like well this is where I am now I was hoping to play college soccer but after that experience you know freshman year I'm not really interested in trying to you know go for out for college um, soccer and having a similar experience I was like well you know I haven't ran track since sixth grade or even freshman year of high school but I'm here now so I'm just going to work super hard at that and then we'll see where that leads me and now I'm a senior on the track team at Cedarville University competing you know, trying to run as fast as I can, score points at conference. And if I would have just, you know, given up and not taken advantage of the abilities that God's given me and been worried about, you know, what's coming in the future, you know, what is, what am I supposed to do? Focus on what you are good at now and what's God, what God has given you now and just work hard at it and trust him. That's what I would say. So to summarize, hopefully I got this correctly. Um, you are saying, hopefully I get this right, that trusting in God's plan and that it's there doesn't mean just waiting for it to happen, but go out, work hard, and then it'll just happen? Or is that what you're kind of saying? Exactly. Like, I mean, there's definitely that where you have to trust God, but I don't, don't wait. Definitely don't wait. Because so trusting God isn't just waiting. It's just going out, doing stuff. And then yeah, I that think trust that, is through your actions. Yeah. I think that like, I mean, obviously God's given us his word to follow. 
Um, and in that he talks about, you know, he's given us all talents. He's blessed us with certain things. And so if we just kind of like, well, it's not very clear to us now what God wants us to do. So we're just kind of kind of wait or do whatever. I think that in many cases, God has made it kind of clear that these are the things you're good at. This is what God has blessed you with. So work hard at that. And then either things will come or it'll be made clear to you. And that's kind of how my life has gone. It's just different things um, that I've worked hard at. That's kind of made my future more clear. Sounds good. Thank you, Caleb. Ryan? Um, advice, I would say, is just kind of, it's, it's similar to what Caleb was saying. Um, it's just go hard or go home, pretty much. Like, if, if you're going to do something, commit 100% to it. And if it's something you love, it's going to be easy to commit to it. And that's also another thing, like, do what you love. Don't just do something because, like, oh, this is going to give me a really good paycheck or uh, this is going to give me some um, recognition or whatever. Like, if you don't if you don't love it, it's going to be really hard to commit to it long term. You might be able to commit to it short term and get by with the other motivations. But um, I think it's really important to do what you love and really commit 100% towards that. Um, so, yeah. So... To, su- to try to articulate that you are saying do what you love to do not because of any external reward such as money benefits that kind of stuff but because you love that in of itself and when you do that commit to it 100 percent. yes okay that's what i'm saying sounds good to me all right mm-hmm. well gentlemen thank you very much it was great having you to hear a great discussion uh, a lot of lot we talked about today this was in a sense kind of two interviews in one and I guess that shows, but it was an awesome experience talking to you guys. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having us, Wade. Yes, thank you, Wade. My goal for 2020 is complete. You're welcome. I'm glad I satisfied both of you. And thank you, the audience, for listening today. It was great having you listen in on us today. And, well, have a nice day.